Hello and welcome to another episode of the Game Design Podcast. Once again, my name is Brad Carney and I'm the founder of Final Boss Entertainment, who recently developed Rack. If you're unfamiliar with Rack, just imagine if the Wind Waker was a first-person shooter and actually had nothing to do with Zelda, you'd have Rack. So today we're talking about tension. Basically, this is a feeling of fear or suspense that's brought about by the game, and that's eventually resolved either with triumph or with whatever it was you were so afraid of actually coming to fruition. If you've ever been in a situation in a game in which a powerful monster is bearing down on you and you're fearing for your life, well, your character's life, you're probably not in actual danger, you've experienced tension. It certainly doesn't have to be a high-danger situation with monsters. It can be something as simple as making a jump over a pit of death and a platformer, as we discussed in episode 3 of the podcast. It's not something unique to games, either. Virtually all movies have tension that escalates throughout the movie. The circumstances get worse and worse for the protagonist, and things all come together for the antagonist. This continues up until the climax of the movie, where tension is at its peak, where typically the tension is resolved with the protagonist coming out on top, either by blowing up the Death Star, or getting the girl, or sending the duck back to the duck dimension, or whatever. Hell, certain genres of movies are almost entirely built on tension. Dramas, mysteries, thriller, etc. And the same holds true when it comes to games, too. Because of their permanent death mechanic, this is something that I think roguelikes do a great job of. With the looming threat of losing all the progress you've made over the past hours, weeks, months, or even years with your character to a single mistake, every decision you make and action you take is wrought with tension. In Don't Starve, even something like the day-night cycle causes tension. If you're out in the wilderness away from a light source, when night falls, you're attacked mercilessly by monsters until you're killed, losing everything. This creates a ton of tension during dusk, where you've got to scramble to get a light source made, a fire, torch, lamp, which is not always easy. Not when there are giant goose-moose hybrids roaming the forest. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool game, I, I like it a lot. And while the feeling of tension and release can be exhilarating for players, it can be a tricky thing to achieve for developers. For one, the players have to have some sort of emotional investment in the game or their characters. If the player could care less about the outcome of the game, they're not going to feel any kind of tension when put in a sticky situation, let alone joy or agony when the situation is resolved. There's also an element of difficulty, which is affected by the player's skill level. Even if a player is fully invested emotionally, if they're put in a situation that seems overwhelmingly difficult, they're probably not going to have a feeling of tension. They're more likely to feel hopeless and throw in the towel. If you've ever played a game of Team Deathmatch and are down by 30 frags with 10 seconds left, you know it's over. But the same goes for a situation that's too easy as well. If you're put in a situation that has high stakes, but the outcome is almost completely certain, you're prone to be bored very easily. I think a good game can adjust the difficulty to prevent players from declaring this is too boring or this is hopeless and checking out. For one, multiplayer games can matchmake, is, is that a word? Whatever, it is now, uh, players based on their skill level. That way both sides have a chance of winning, and all players have some sort of tension about losing, and will work towards resolving that. Single player games can also achieve this through things like difficulty settings, and having difficulty that escalates. Something like Tetris I think is a great example of this. I think we're all at least somewhat familiar with Tetris, so I'm not going to bother 
explaining it fully, but when the game first starts off, the pieces descend slowly. If that's too easy for you, you can quickly whip through it to get to later levels that are a little more challenging. If not, you can carefully take your time and use the slow piece speed to your advantage. So coming up, we'll once again be talking to friend of the show Andrew Rosnowski about tension, with a lot of the focus being on Heroes of the Storm, the new MOBA from Blizzard. And prior to our conversation, I hadn't checked out the game, which made hearing about it all the more interesting, but since then I have checked it out rather extensively, and I'll be back at the end to talk about it and wrap things up. Kind of like the the genesis of this episode was you know you you telling me about uh, you know how much you were enjoying Heart of the Storm and uh, or, or mm -hmm. Hero, Heroes of the Storm sorry mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I, I get the H O T S is mixed up you know it's like Blizzard I think has a couple of them you know Heroes yeah, of the Storm do. and then Heart of the Swarm the the yes. Starcraft two uh, expansion which is uh is that out yet yes. or is that coming out or? yeah it, that's the one that was out the one that's coming out is Legacy to the Void okay all right all right but yes it's it's very silly yeah good job blizzard um yes. but uh so like to to kind of get things started like why don't you tell the the people out there who are not all that familiar with uh heroes of the storm uh including me so uh so heroes of the storm is um what's called it's in the genre called a moba which is a, a multiplayer online battle arena so kind of a um, new genre right yeah, yeah. It it's basically if you look on Twitch, you know, you go to Twitch and you know, you go to the home screen and it's the biggest the most watched screams. It's wow. almost always League of Legends, which oh, is yeah, yeah. League of Legends is the MOBA that everyone thinks of that or uh Dota two and uh, um the history of <laughs> MOBAs funny enough is um MOBA started way back when on Warcraft 3, which is another Blizzard product. And uh, um, Warcraft 3 had a uh, – they have a setting just like StarCraft did before. And they, it was called Used Map Settings, and uh, it came with a pretty good map editor. And what they allowed you to do was you could go in and you could edit – I mean – a ton about the game and all this other stuff. So what people did was they made, you know, they made a game where you could control the there were hero um there were hero units in that game. It was a real-time strategy game like StarCraft was before it. But yeah, they introduced it, a like hero the, mechanic. The, the the heroes were like the big new thing that uh, yeah. Warcraft 3 introduced, right? Exactly. So what people did was they took the heroes and then they they made them controllable and then like you would fight heroes to heroes and uh for, you know, the original Dota 1 was a Warcraft 3 used map setting that came huge. Yeah, Blizzard it, sold it off. And then, uh, you know, Dota 2's big. League of Legends came out around, I think, in 2008 or 2009, maybe a little earlier than that. And needless to say, Blizzard's like, oh, wow, yeah, I guess we should, you know, get into this considering <laughs> we made it originally exactly, and now it's making yeah. a ton of money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's basically you know the big esports game right now is League of Legends and Dota Two. Yeah, um, and I know like Smite's up there too. And like, yeah, yeah, Smite, Smite. I know is like trying to get involved mm -hmm. in a consoles. Yeah, yeah, and Smite, you know, that's a big one too. It, you know, Heroes of the Storm is more of a newcomer on the block. Like it was officially released at the beginning of June, but they've had a beta for it for a while. Uh, people might have seen the Heroes of the Dorm thing that they did on ESPN Two. Where they had like they gave access to the uh, college teams, like teams of college kids, 
they gave access to the beta and they, you know, entered a tournament and they, you know, they broadcasted like the finals on ESPN. So a couple months back. That's really so, cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it basically whenever you hear the term esports, people almost immediately think of either League of Legends or Counter-Strike. So it, yeah. it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big genre these days. Yeah, and it's uh, also Evo. You know, it's like I, I was kind of surprised to see, uh, like, like a couple weeks ago when that was, like, uh, going on, like, trending on Facebook. You know, it's like the little, like, kind of subheading for that on Facebook was, like, eSports tournament taking place in uh, Las Vegas. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I, I know it's been, like, a whole thing about with, like, a, you know, Evo and, like, them not wanting to participate in like official like esports you know like mlg and, and yeah 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 it's so it's like i don't it's like i, I don't i don't feel like they don't think of themselves as esports but i think those on the outside do kind of perceive that, that it's a yeah it's an fgc we're too cool kind of thing yeah, but, yeah, know, it is right. what it is right it's like we don't want to be esports but we want everything esports has to <laughs> exactly offer, yeah. basically so yeah and it seems to be happening. I mean, you know, it's like Evo has, you know, really, really gotten huge over, I, I guess since like yeah. 09 when like SF4 came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, now you can really tell, you know, with the Capcom Pro Tour being, having a huge bonus and, you know, Sony basically funding, you know, Street Fighter Five, and they've basically come out and said, it's like, yeah, you know, this is our, we want to turn this into like, you know, our esports commodity basically. Right. So Capcom and Sony are like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, I mean, Hey, let, let's see what let's see where it takes us, basically. I, I, uh, you, know, I, you, you mentioned the beta for Heroes of the of the Storm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope the beta for that went better than the uh, the beta for SF Five. So. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was able to play a little bit, so you know, yeah. Well, yeah. If you were if you were able to play, then it automatically went better. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, one of the biggest differences between Heroes of the Storm and the other Dota, like Dota Two and League of Legends, is. Um, League of Legends and Dota 2, uh, the experience that you gain is um, per per hero. It's single uh, singleized per hero. So, like if Brad and I, you know, he's playing someone, I'm playing someone, uh, you know, I, I'm doing more, I, I'm getting more, you know, experience than him. I'll, I'll level up while he won't. So, you know, we could go into a fight. I could be level seven because I'm doing more, you know, grinding and stuff in the lane while you are only like level four, for example. Uh, Sounds about right. I, I never do anything. So. I know. I you know I, I figured that the that I, I know you didn't want to say it, but yeah, we're, we're all thinking it. But in here, in Heroes of the Storm, the experience is uh, across the team. So you'll get like you know ever when somebody gets to the team to level two, everybody's on level two, and then you know you you go uh, you level up together. So you know okay. it it's it's quicker access to the higher damaging stuff and it, it makes the game a lot faster so and, is it like can one character like kind of go like level up the team while mm -hmm. everyone else yeah goes there, and does other things okay so they're like one of the uh typically one of the hallmarks of the specialist class like i was talking about earlier is they're very good at soloing by themselves like oh, you okay. just kind of let them do their thing they you know they're they're gaining experience for the team while, you know, you might be harassing the other team or, right. you know, just like fending them off. And uh, another thing about heroes in comparison to the other ones, the other two, is uh, heroes is very much more uh, map objective centric. Okay. So there, there'll be like the map objective is always going to aid you in, you know, destroying the other team, you know, getting their uh, their core, which is their base down to zero percent. So, and, you know, and the different that's, that's maps. still always the map objective, right? Destroying the base, or yeah, yeah, it, it never changes. Yeah, okay, the, right, the right. only way you win is yeah, they, 
mm-hmm. their base is at a zero percent. Now there, there'll be like a map objective that can aid you in that. Um, I'm trying to think of the most straightforward one. Well, maybe not the most straightforward one, but it's probably the, it, it's the first map or the earliest map that you can still play. What it's called? It's called Dragonshire, and uh, there's two shrines at the bottom and the top of the middle of the map. And then what you'll do is you go, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like capture the flag. You you sit there for a second. You know, there's a little timer. You do it, and then like your team captures it and you hold it. When you have both of those um, shrines, there's a shrine in the middle that has a statue that lights up and then you have to send someone there. They, they right click on it, which does actions in that game. They sit there for a second and then you're rewarded with this giant dragon. Like he, he's like a giant dragon that you can control. And then like the good thing about the dragon is he's, you know, he's pretty powerful. He has quite a bit of health and like, he's amazing at siege damage. So, you know, the whole point is, you know, he, he lets you take down, the enemy structure is a lot easier than mm-hmm. if you didn't have them. So, what and uh, so that that's one. Another one is uh, it's called Blackheart's Bay, and uh, the map objective in that is you have uh, it's like these uh, zombie pirates, I guess is the easiest way to explain it. And there's a uh, there's a ship in the middle of the map that you go and get these gold doubloons, and you go turn them in to this guy who's you know the the pirate captain, and then if you turn in enough. The uh the ship will the they'll ready they'll they'll have their cannons and then the ship will start bombarding the other team's uh, bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's helping you, it's helping you do the damage for you. And you know, like I said, there's eight there's eight maps. There's eight different. Each map has its own unique map objective. So and, and I just just real quick, important. it's like I, I would think like a uh, like on the the Dragonshire map, like running to that shrine. It's like I I would think there would be all kinds of tension just heading to that shrine because like couldn't the other team be there like trying to do the yeah. same thing? And it's like you don't know if there's going to be like some kind of skirmish once you get there. You don't know if they're going to have all five of their guys there, and then it's just you. Like there's just so much uncertainty there. Yeah, I mean you know so. So exactly like, you know, you can play Dragonshire a couple different ways. Like you can play it, um, you know, you split two heroes each on top. So, you know, you have two going for each shrine. Then you have a hero in the middle ready as soon as the shrines are activated for you to grab the uh, dragon and he gets it as soon as possible. Or, you know, sometimes you'll see I've played matches where the other team doesn't even try for the shrines. It just they have all five heroes in the middle just to deny you 100% that you're never going to get it because you have to go get them. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, each map, like I said, has a different objective. Uh, some are smaller than the others. And, you know, personally, like, I I, I kind of like that aspect of Heroes because, like, I, I understand that a lot of people love League, but, you know, there's only one map you play on. You know, once you know it, you know it. But, you know, Heroes of the Storm is a lot more variety in a sense. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, we're playing on this map. So, you know, these heroes are more competitive on this map than, you know, they would be on this other map. Or, you know, this build is a better build on map X than it is on Y, you know, and stuff like that. So there's a little bit more, you know, variation. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Right. It's it. uh it, it encourages you to, to take to take more things into consideration. I would think, you know, oh, so you got to consider the map you're playing on and mm. the strengths and weaknesses of that map versus your build and all that. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and that's that can be frustrating or, you know, fun to grind. You know, it just depends on what what you enjoy doing. So it's pretty, no problem. Pretty much, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, um, another thing that, you know, I, I kind of mentioned in the intro was, like, the, the fact that, like, basically every movie – like it kind of follows like this pattern of like you know you kind of start off with like the beginning and you know everything's all kind of nice and easy and and all that and then it's like you kind of have like this period of like escalating tension basically mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the movie and then it all kind of reaches a uh, its peak at the the climax which happens like kind of right at the end and then you know usually mm-hmm. movies like kind of wrap things up you know fairly quickly because um, all the tension has been dissipated and then you know, what's the point anymore um, but it's it's kind of like what you're describing uh, in Heroes of the Storm like it, it sounds like it's, it's pretty similar uh, yeah. in, in terms of that you know like basically what you're saying it's like you know you want to level up all your characters and you know then it's like once everyone's all then it's like you kind of go and engage the enemy in these kind of large scale battles yes yeah it, it is I mean um you know, like, let's see. Generally, but it's like, basically, you know, it's like you you don't know how, like how the match is going to go up until that point, right? No, 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 you don't. And you know, it, it's always you know, I, I would say I, I would say probably the first tense moment in most matches is when uh you know you first flood you know you first go out of your base and you're you're waiting to kill the little NPCs that are generated to get experience, mm-hmm. and then you know. That's like the first time that you see the other team's composition, right? If you're playing like in quick match, which is very casual, mm-hmm. it's like okay, it's like oh, well, look, you know, it's like oh, we're playing against you know this team comp, you know, okay, yeah, you know, we gotta we gotta think about this and that. A lot of that is dissipated in like the uh, basically like the ranked match version, which is called Hero League. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> I'd argue that in Hero League, the tension starts, you know. When you see them picking, uh, the, the way it works, just real quick for people who don't know, is in Hero League, uh, it, it it's more it's a draft system of heroes. So like, you you see who they pick, like they'll pick, then you pick a hero, you pick a hero, they'll pick a hero, something like that. It, it lets you know who they're picking, and uh, something that I guess I, it wasn't a thing until you know I never knew about it until I was started doing it. But um, right. you can only you can only have one. One instance of that hero in that match. So like, hmm. you can't have like, you know, two Ryu's to make a Street Fighter example. Like, right. you know, there can only be one instance of him out of the ten players. And, so and you it's know, like how 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 relevant is that? Like, are there like tiers in this? So it's like, oh, yeah, he got the great yeah, hero. Yeah. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. there's no question. Like, you know, um, is the butcher if you look at OP? The, uh, not really. Okay. He he was he you know it, it was just like in everything it's like you know he came out and everyone's like oh my god he's so overpowered and then everyone's just like not really he <laughs> he his his mechanic uh is very like it's very good if you let him get going but he's he's the kind of hero that if you can shut him down pretty early he can't really do much and uh you know there there was a new hero that came out last Tuesday and uh, he's of the warrior class. And, you know, of course, people were like, oh, my God, his, his mechanic, which is called a, a, a trait in that game. Everybody has a unique trait. His trait is really I think it's really interesting. Um, basically, what happens when you die, you know, when you're when you're when you die, 
you know, that the screen goes black a little bit and you're able to look and you have that timer, like I was saying. And then when the timer runs out, you respawn in the, in your base. And then you have to go back to, you know, wherever you're going. His, his trait is when he dies, he turns into a ghost and he just remains there. So he, he never has to go back to his base if he wants to. And he can sit there and he'll heal over time. Like he has like a, He's like a cat a spell and stuff that he can go like heal himself. Mm-hmm. And then when he's done healing, he just responds exactly where you're at. So you're like you never have to go back to the base. Hmm. So you can be dead scouting the map and they can't do anything about it. But they can't do anything to you. You can just sit there and scout. But it's like so can't, it's they, can't like, they sit there where they killed you and wait for you to come back? And yeah. Then... They, so that that's what a lot of people started doing. Okay. So they, they can do that. And well, and, and there's a counter to that, which is uh, there's a um, there's a button that you can press at any at any time in the game where uh like it's I, I can't remember the the like the time because the, they're like teleporting so like of course they're like they're sitting there and they have like an action that they do and it takes a timer but you go you instantly go back to your base well you don't instantly go back it's like a six second timer then you teleport back to your base he can teleport anytime he's in good ghost mode and they can't hit you so because that's exactly what people were doing it's like that sounds okay really well good. we'll just we're just like okay he's just gonna respawn we'll just sit here when he comes back and kill him again right because when anytime he dies he's giving them the full xp bonus for killing a hero right. so you know when you were playing with people that are you know the first couple of nights like he'd have like 20 deaths which is an insane amount of deaths in that game right. and like the x the xp that they're giving the other team's crazy but yeah his, his his trade is really interesting. Like you can tell, like they spent a lot of time on him, mm-hmm. and you can tell that some characters are older when it was like the alpha build, and they haven't been looked at in a long time, and they need to be reworked because yeah. they're very much more basic. Yeah. So, and, and and they said they're going to rework them, but you know it's kind of in a it's a weird spot right now. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's like it's out, but it's. <laughs> It's it's not a beta anymore, even though it like kind of is, I guess. Right, like um, and, and Blizzard you know, tends I'll, to do that a lot. It's like you know, it's like yeah. even after Diablo three came out, you know, it's like months later they put the PvP in. It's mm-hmm. like, isn't this like a major feature that like should have been in the complete version of the game? But yeah, it's just Blizzard. It, that... it, it's it's yeah, like and you know, I mean, you got you got to think about it. Like League of Legends has been out for you know, like I said, over eight years. It has. That's tons really and tons cool. of yeah, it's it has like tons and tons of champions, which is what they're called in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, it has like over eighty. Should it be um, legends? I mean, it's League of Legends, yeah, you not think League so, of but Champions. Whatever. You whatever. take that up with Riot, not me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like so, you know, like the 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 hero pool isn't very big in heroes because well, it's new and people complain about well, you know, there's not enough, you know, there's not enough heal, there's not enough support, which there isn't, and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna take time to build right. up, but. Right. I mean, it. it I, I like it. it. It's quite. It's yeah. quite good. It, and it's, it's you know, you know it's, for a filthy casual like me, I like it. So. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's Blizzard. I mean, they're 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 going to be in it for the long haul. So I, yeah, I, I would fully expect them to fully flesh out any any uh, you know characters and resolve any mm-hmm. issues. So definitely, no question about it. I, I'm not too worried about it. It's just that you know my. It's just like characters like Kerrigan, who are like one of the first heroes. It's She's very. You can tell, like you know, they they had a different idea of what the game was going to be when she was created, mm-hmm. and now like they've gone a different direction and they just haven't got back to her yet. Mm-hmm. And so she, 
she's very I, I can't it's hard to explain she's very strange she doesn't she, she's very she needs desperately needs a rebalancing I, i'm trying to think if there's like a see and i i don't fully follow the game but like if there's mm-hmm. like a street fighter example that's like that i don't know, like maybe like dalsy maybe yeah um, see I, I i've been trying to think of it like of a yeah like a fighting game equivalent um i can't really think because you know it's you know they're constantly patching and evolving right so you know you know like in street fighter you know they'll release like a version you know they used like street fighter 2 had a couple of iterations and mm-hmm. street fighter 4 and like everybody got it at least tweaked a little bit right. every time right so but it, it's like it, they'll, yeah. they'll always like introduce like some new mechanic and i was like for certain well, characters it's great and some characters like it's terrible yeah. I, okay so here here's the closest example that i can think of in a a game like marvel vs. capcom 2 you had characters you could air dash and they had like full screen projectiles but then you had a character like Zangief from Street Fighter who just couldn't do any of those things, so he right. wasn't any good. Like right, that would be yeah. like the closest example. Like Kerrigan doesn't have access to like a lot of the better stuff, mm-hmm. so she's just she's very limited. Right. And she used to be a lot better until this recent patch. She basically she's in the assassin type, which is the glass cannon mm-hmm. style, which you know is like do a lot of damage quickly. But you can't take a lot of damage. She basically doesn't do a lot of damage, and she has no escapability, and she has very low health. So it's like, well, there's not really much, you know, benefit of playing her. So why so are I, you playing her? Oh I, no, I, I I don't. I I played a lot with her early on. Okay, all right. All right. And then like you know, I was like, she's just a, an example I can give. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring up the character I'm the the hero I'm the most salty about being changed. But is it Sonic? Know. No. No, well, that's a different game, different game but, you yeah. know, my the character that I'm talking about in this game was probably nerfed even more than Sonic was, so wow. it was, it, they play completely differently than they did about a month ago. That, uh, so. It must be an ultra nerf. Um, it yeah. was big time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of, of Street Fighter, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. in, in fighting games, like, there is, like... Those games, it's like there, there's an incredible amount of, of tension in those games too. Oh it's yeah. Like, even like the the central kind of, you know, basic game that uh, you know, like like what's happening 99 percent of the time in, in Street Fighter is uh, you know, it's like footsies, which is like basically like the character is just like walking back and forth, kind of like in place, kind of trying to like space uh the other character out so it's like basically they're trying to get like kind of a, an advantageous uh spacing position where it's like they they can throw out a move that's you know likely to beat out what what the other character has uh but you know it's like like basically you know it's like both people are kind of you know jockeying for position and yeah you know it's like there, there's all kinds of you know uncertainty and you know tons at stake uh you know, that goes on. It's like, you know, it's like the other person can do a move, in which case, like, are you going to be able to react to it in time? The other character could, like, jump in and do something, and it's like... Right, you yeah. Have to, like, DP, or, you know, do some kind of anti-air move, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in time to, to punish them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like, I, I mean, like, for people who watched, like, EVO, like, two, three weeks ago, like, I mean, just... It just, I mean, there's just so much, um, you know, just, just like, even just like, you know, what's called the neutral game. Like there's just so much tension there. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you have to, you know, you were to bring it back to your point earlier, you know, you have to kind of have an appreciation of the game to really, you know, 
really understand what's going on, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it, it's it's less than Street Fighter Four. I'll take some heat for this. It's less than Street Fighter Four than it is in the older games like Dirt Strike and definitely like Capcom versus SNK Two. But in those older games, there'd be there would be seconds in which the you know the two characters would stand just outside where they could hit each other, moving back and forth, moving back and forth, you know, because the players were so, in, you know, they played so much, they were waiting on the other one to throw out a move to counter them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, it, like seeing that, you know, you and I have played enough fighting games and everything, you know, you, you develop an appreciation. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tension, you know, like the casual viewer just might see it and it's just like, oh, they're just like moving back and forth. I don't really see the point, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, once you see, you know, once you've been on the receiving end of, you know, a crazy, you know, comma that kills you, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm gonna hang back and stuff. Yeah, and but stuff like, like that. for those who don't know, it's like it kind of what's happening is like, like most of the time, like in a fighting game, like if you commit to doing something, usually that's going to open you up to some mm-hmm. kind of counterattack. So what's actually happening is like. Both people are kind of like mutually afraid of each other, so it's yeah. they're they're afraid to do something because you know they they think the other person will will counter it. So it's like they they have to be sneaky and you know, kind of choose their moments and yes, yeah, I, you know you, you can definitely see that. You know you'll you'll see yeah. I mean, and of course this is you know people of you know higher higher skill level. You know they're more accomplished at the game. On the lower levels, you don't see it as much because right. you just don't have the experience. But people just jump in and mash buttons. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah, you'll, you'll see. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, it is fun. Yeah. You'll see. You know, and and it's nice. It it it's nice now, especially with commentary. You know, and streams and everything. Like you know, knowledgeable commentators can be like, yeah, you know, like, you know, oh yeah, he made that mistake because you know all this, and you know, it helps learn the game. It helps people learn the game. But you know, it, in fighting games, it, it's not a good idea to be you know crazy over aggressive in most situations. Right. It, and you know, I mean, there. And <laughs> I just have to say this for the record. You know, you were saying that you know, in mo- you know, most of the time you're afraid to do anything because you know, there, there's counters and stuff. Unless you're playing a like, character like Virgil, you just pop, you just put spiral right, swords yeah, up, and yeah, you're just like, much. well, I'm just gonna do this, and yeah. you're just gonna sit there and block. Yeah, just just do stuff, and there's nothing they could. Basically, don't play a fair character, and then yeah, you don't have to worry about any it, of this. There are certain games in which that you know, there there is a lot to be said that in a fighting game, if you can play a character that can basically remove the other player from actually playing the game, right? Like, yeah. you're just sitting there watching you do. We stuff. call it turning into a one-player game. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's never you know, fun to be on the receiving end of that. Right, but it is right. what it is. But um, yeah, you know, there, there's one thing that's in uh, Street Fighter Four and Marvel's Capcom Three that you know I, I want to bring up, which really helps, um, which really helps out, uh, you know, on the tension front, and that's basically some kind of uh, comeback mechanic. So, like for those who don't know, uh, like in Street Fighter Four, it's like when you, the more you get damaged, um, the more you have a uh, an ultra meter, or you know, like a like a revenge meter that builds up, which basically lets you uh, do an ultra, which is like I guess even more powerful than a super, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, in that game, it's like you never really want to use your supers because you want to save that meter for ex moves anyway. But basically, it's it's um it's a way uh like 
the more you've been damaged, the more the, the opponent's been beating beating you up. The the more you have like this ability to you know kind of make a comeback that the other character doesn't have access to necessarily. Uh, and, and Marvel vs. Capcom three like it has the same kind of thing. Uh, it has something called X Factor, uh, which anyone who's played the game is intimately familiar with. But basically, it's it's something you get to activate once a match and. You know, it's, it's, this is a three-on-three game, and it becomes more powerful based on how few characters you have left. So if you activate it when you have three characters left, it's 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 okay. It's it's pretty good, but it's stronger when one character's dead, and the absolute strongest when two characters are dead. And it's it's not uncommon at all to see the last character left activate X Factor and then rip through all three characters on the exactly. other team in in the blink of an eye. Especially we're using virtual. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it's if if um, you know, like like uh, one of the things that like I really feel like kills tension is when like is basically momentum, and that's you know, it's like yes. when, when one team kind of seizes that, and then it's like the other the other team or character has like really no method of coming back that's that's part of why that's that's one of my criticisms of like early arena shooters you know like quake and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing it's like once one person like seizes control of the map it's like the other person is really basically helpless and it's like it's basically the outcome is basically decided at the beginning and then there's like really no tension it's just kind of like okay well it's it's basically over give up he you know he got the megasphere first whatever and you know that that's that's also um you know one of my criticisms of Marvel vs. capcom 2 you know that's, yep. that's the predecessor to mc3 yeah. you know it's like basically it's like if your first or second character dies mm-hmm. mail it in pack it up like it's it's basically over um you know, yep. It's it's bad for the players. It's bad for uh, you know the audience watching. It, it just removes all tension, and then it's like the game's kind of kind of boring at that point. I I agree. Um, you know, I I mean, there's two sides of you know there's there's two sides of that argument. You know, and you know you'll see like you know there, there's been a lot of backlash uh, from you know quote unquote the older you know generation the F, FGC just using them as an example. You know, there's a lot of people who hate the revenge, the the ultra stuff in Street Fighter Four. That basically hate the comeback mechanic. I thought everyone there's loves lot, Street Fighter Four. That's well, except you and me, apparently. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, and you know, there's a lot, a lot of people who don't like X Factor. There's a lot of people oh, yeah, who don't yeah. like comeback mechanics, and you know, I usually these are top players, by the way, who don't want yes, who I suspect yeah, they, don't want to remove any mechanics that would help those who they're beating down come back it, it it's it's one of those things where the more experience the more experience the more time you put into things the less you want to reduce randomness mm-hmm. and those inherently introduce of you know as much randomness as you can get in a computer <laughs> deterministic based right, game right right but i mean you know i i you know i you and i played tons of marvel vs. capcom 2 and I, I can say, you know, Marvel 3 is more, you know, each match is more interesting on its oh, yeah. own because oh, yeah. it's very, you know, there, there's always a lot more pitfalls. There's a lot more tense moments, oh, you of know. Course. It's like you have to and stay Marvel on your 2, feet all like, throughout the match. It's not like, okay, I got a lead. I can coast now. It's, yeah, Marvel you, you 2 is very much coast. like, yeah, Marvel 2 is just like, oh, yeah, I'm up three characters to one. All good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. it's very, it, it, it's, it was an older, you know, mentality. And uh, just... Just real quickly on this comeback mechanic, Heroes of the Storm actually has a 
pseudo comeback mechanic. Oh, really? And yep. So what I mean by that is, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, everybody has you know you gain experience as a team, and um, you know there's a set level of experience that you get when you kill a, a enemy hero, and you know I I can't remember the scale. It, it, you know, the more the more you level up, the more experience you get from killing them. So it works out early on that in the early game, you get less. You actually get less uh, experience gain killing a hero than you do the little NPCs. So there's no point to kill a hero because they respawn really quickly, and you're not getting all that much experience. Mm-hmm. But as the game goes along, you gain more experience per hero kill. So what they've done is, let's say uh, the easiest example is, let's say the enemy team is uh, level 17, and we're level 14, which is a being down three levels is a large, very large deficit in that game. I would think so. Um, but w- but what happens is, what they've done is, you know, they recognize that your team is far behind the other. If you can, uh, so what happens is, you go and you kill them. You, you kill one of their heroes. You get a bigger XP boost for killing them. So you'll. So what happens is. You know, if we can pick off two or three of their guys, like we can catch up a level and a half just with that, just right. doing that alone. So what happens is, you know, one of the biggest things is like if, uh, and it's a false sense of security really, but if you're up a couple of levels, it's like, you know, the team I play with, we're always like, whatever you do, don't die because if you die, we're giving them, you know, a huge experience. Right. And we, we have won games going into a, like a five on five engagement where, where we were, Two levels down, and by definitely by hook and by some crook, we got all five of them, mm-hmm. and we made up. We we were half a level ahead of them just right. after that engagement, right. which is a huge boost. Right? It's so you know oh, definitely. that comeback mechanic is you know, hey, you know, just be careful. You know, oh man, you know, we're three levels ahead. We can just you know own them for free. It's just like if they if you know they can get the team, they can get their combo right or whatever. You're you're not giving them. Any, you're screwing yourself. Right. So it's kind of interesting. So it's and, like even though the team like has like one team has an advantage in that you know their mm-hmm. their levels are higher. There's still that like tension. Like oh my god, I can't like give the other team anything. Otherwise yeah. they can come right back and like it, like you can be three levels up and don't go solo. Right. You know, just don't go off on your own because if you can be three levels up, but if there's if it's three of their guys on you, you're you're going to lose that if they're, you know, fairly competent. Right. And then you've just given them a huge amount of XP for you being a moron. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, like, you know, you're I losing. Your team rages at you and the yes. salt flows. I, I mean, it, it's, you know, <laughs> admittedly, I, I did not know. We did not know that was a thing in the game until, like, you know, I was listening to Heroes of the Storm podcast and they were talking about that. I'm like, Oh really? And then you know, I search it. I'm like, sure enough. I'm like, wow. So and I was like, uh, yeah, let's quit dying when we're ahead because it <laughs> <laughs> would probably explain why we were like, how did we lose? We were right, too right, right. But uh, yeah, it, it's it. So there's Sounds a like bad conveyance in that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know that. Well, they probably would have said, oh, it's in beta. You know, That's we true. don't That's have true. that out yet. But yeah, yeah I, I can't speak if Dota or LOL have that. But I mean, Heroes does have a little bit of a comeback mechanic, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. In the, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say too, like in the way the map objectives work, is some map objectives uh, 
are better for making a comeback than others. Mm-hmm. There, there is a couple of map objectives, which in my opinion, I'm sure a lot of people agree that they favor the team that's winning already much more. They're very much like a snowball effect. Right. Like once it goes, it just, it's really hard to stop right, on, right. on those maps. So two in particular I can think of is one that's called Sky Temple. The Quake three, three of temples. maps. Anyway. <laughs> Got to get my shots uh, in anyway. Well, you know, I, I understand. There's there's three temples that you grab, and then when you grab them, you know, it's kind of like the Dragon Shire one. You have to sit there and control them, and when you're in control of them, they're shooting like lasers, which I, I don't know how much sense that makes, but they're shooting lasers out of the top of the temple at the other team's base. Makes perfect sense. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. There's that one, and then the uh, that pirate one I was talking about earlier with the cannons. Mm-hmm. Those two maps are very much, if you get the ball rolling on those and, and you control the, I mean, it, it's very, it's a big feeling of helplessness because it's very easy just to like, wow, you know, we can't, like, we can't do anything because right. they have the map stuff right. so controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones which aren't as, aren't as heavily, you know, the, the losing, the team that's down two and a half levels just has just a good chance of getting the map objective. And once they get it, it completely turns the tide. Mm-hmm. So. It's very much, you know, people get your map objectives. I don't know how many times I got to say yeah, that, right? In in chat, get your damn map objectives. And, I mean, which of those would you, as a player, like rather play on? It's like, would you rather play in the one where it's like the objective is, you know, like the outcome is basically sealed once you know mm-hmm. one person gets rolling, or? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Uh, does it depend on um, which side of it you're on? Like, if you're if you're the better player, you just want to play in the map where it's like, hey, I got a lead, I win. Or, or is that- I uh well you know yeah I, I mean there's a part of me that you know like the the old Marvel to me would right. definitely be like yeah just you know yeah that's that's good and everything and stuff but I mean um ironically the you know the team I play with the five guys I play the four other guys I play with we we tend to do better on the maps that do favor the snowball method like okay. once you get going you just start rolling over the other team. Right. We don't have as much success on the uh, the maps that are more the maps with X factor. Yeah, I, that that would be the best way to describe it. I there there's one there, there's one map that I, I hate, <laughs> and I, I'm glad that there, there seems to be a lot of hate for it online too. Which you know, take that what you will. <laughs> it's um it's haunted mines, and I I hate that map, and I I like. There, there's a great um, there's a great website called Hots H O T S Logs dot com that you can upload your replays and everything and it's just you know if you love statistics you'll love this website it breaks down everything it, it's it's great and like it has my win loss and like my win loss you know percentage on that map is horrible because I just I, I don't under, you know I guess our team just isn't very good on that map mm-hmm. that the care you know it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier you know. The heroes that you pick, you know, some heroes are better on one style map than the other map. And a lot of the heroes that me and my friends play are weaker on Haunted Mines than they are on the other maps mm-hmm. because, you know, there's several different factors. Haunted Mines is, is a lot smaller map than most of the other maps. And it's kind of, it's actually two mini maps put together because there's a mines part, which is, you know, told in the name. Like you go underground and then you're in the mines. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of small close quarter stuff. Right. And we tend to play a little bit more slower characters that are also a little bit bigger too. So they're not as maneuverable. So we can get stuck in bad spots and we get blown up. I see. And it's, I, I just, it, I, I don't like that map, mm-hmm. but 
there were there's a about a week about a month ago they were trying something where they took all the maps out of rotation uh so you know you, you could you won't play on them and haunted minds was one of the ones they took out and i you're i like, love yes. that week. Bl- blizzard if you're listening which I, I i know you are please please remove that map from the game remove <laughs> that and remove nova chen and lili thank you okay <laughs> I, i've gotten my piece because yeah. nova is I, I don't hey, have a if problem. If he's as bad as Nova in Marvel Three, then I hate him. So. She, well, it's a she. Oh, she. Okay. Uh, she is like there. You know, it, it's like one of the. Uh, I, I would say it's one of the running memes, like you know, Dante sucks kind of thing. Like it's like equivalent to Dante you know, does Nova. not suck. Ugh. But Chen and Lili are two pandas from World of Warcraft. Chen, given the is, names, this should not surprise me at all. Chen is just. I, I'm not sure what he adds to the game. Like he's completely worthless. Like he he's there's routinely threads. It's like can we just like can Blizzard fix him or just like remove him from the game because there's not just it's not a point to him. It, it it it's bad. But yeah, yeah. Please remove those three heroes and uh, please give us a StarCraft warrior. So that I, I, that's my appeal to Star. That's my, my appeal to Blizzard. I'm sure it's coming next update. Oh well, I already obviously know every everyone from Blizzard are all avid listeners of the podcast so well I, I i mean they know how much you know they know how much you and i play we've put countless hours in the wow so That's right yeah i i can safely say you and i are probably like two of three people in america who've logged a single hour of wow pretty much life, so. you know i mean just just like a real quick aside it's like mm-hmm. i mean I, i've seen that game like ruin people's lives so it's like yeah. I, I just I've, know it's like you know it's just best to just stay completely away from that and just not yeah. not risk getting sucked into the the black hole that is wow yeah. Like, like I, like I tell some of my friends on uh, heroes, it's like you know, sometimes it's good to pick this hero. It, it's better for you know this particular player to play this particular hero, because what that hero does is you know it protect it basically protects the player from like their worst tendencies, just the way <laughs> the hero plays. That would be like you know, it's like I I have a history of getting way into games. I don't need War of Warcraft. <laughs> destroying my life so it's gonna you know steer clear just enjoy it from afar it's like oh looks like a great game yeah yeah. and never get into (laughs) it because you know who knows how much of my life i wasted on mvc2 so i don't need another game like that yeah 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 yeah. and i mean same here it's like you know spent another entire night last night playing marvel 3 so i mean but hey street Fighter Five, you know, I played like ten matches over three days. Yeah, I mean, at least I got to play Marvel Three instead of like so. waiting to try and like connect to the beta server or whatever it's going well, on with SF Five. Yeah, I can definitely say this. I, I played a beta version of Street Fighter Five with six characters on not what I would consider the best of circumstances, and. I already enjoy that game more in Street Fighter Four, so you know, take it as it as it will. It's I like it. Sounds pretty good. I, I, Although, I, if you like it more than SF Four, I mean the the bar is low. So <laughs> the bar is low. I you may I, not be saying I, much. I like that game. Yeah, <laughs> but it is what it is. But I, 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 I think I can I think I can tell that you're enjoying Street Fighter Five a lot, given that your current like Twitter name is like one of the error codes, <laughs> like SF Five. Spits out. Never forget two one zero zero seven. Yeah, there it is. Anybody who on the beta, God, it's been burned into my mind that stupid code. But 
So, uh, is there anything else tension related that you wanted to mention? Any any further examples from other games? Any any further H O T S matters so, you want to discuss? Yeah, just just one. You know, I I I full disclosure, I haven't heard the intro yet. So Brad might have already given this away, and it might be subsequently edited out of the release, quote unquote. But um, if you want to see a perfect example of tension in a fighting game, uh, go to YouTube and uh search for evo moment 37 that's that's all i gotta say. that that is it that is like basically one of the that's probably the watershed moment for fighting game the fighting game community right and, like, and i i did not i did not mention that in the intro but like for those who haven't seen it and i think most have like basically it's an example of, of what we were talking about earlier how it's like you know both people are kind of walking back to forth you know basically afraid to commit to something because it could be you know counterattacked by you know the other person so like like basically like like one one uh one person, Justin Wong, uh, you know, he has he has like considerable amount of health, you know, like maybe twenty five percent of of his character's health left. And the other the other character, uh, played by Daigo, uh, has like basically a, a tiny bit of health left. So basically, Justin, you know, he decides like just screw it, I'm just gonna chip him out. I'm just gonna do like a super that does chip damage, and, and that'll be the end of the match. Well, as it so happens, in Street Fighter 3, there, there is this mechanic called uh, a parry. That's basically like when you hold forward as opposed to holding it backwards to block. If you hold forward right before an attack happens, basically you, you parry it and you don't take any damage. And it gives you kind of the, the opportunity to, to counterattack. But it's hard to do that if, you know, the other move is like a multi-hit move. And then you got to either parry again or block. But basically he does this like crazy super that's like really hard to parry. But Daigo, he, you know, being the, the the Street Fighter master that he is, he's completely ready for the moment. Justin rushes in, does a super, and Daigo parry, 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 parry. You know, for, like, what seems like 20 minutes of just, like, doing yeah. parry. And, like, he's doing this all, like, masterfully, perfectly. Justin yeah. does the last set of the super, parry, counterattack, KO, end of match. It's Crowd insane. erupts. You know, it's it's basically, and this is like one of the you know the first like really big huge evil moments that was posted on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, for a lot of people, this is like their introduction to to fighting games to the point where it's like someone wrote a book about it like ten years after the fact. But yeah, it it really is. It's just you know, it if you've played you know, you've you've played enough you know fighting games you know just like you know you played you know, hours of Street Fighter 2 against, like, your brother or just friends on Super Nintendo and stuff, you can appreciate it, like, just how insane this... It's just, it's incredible. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like like you were saying, like, it's such, like, a, a perfect example of, like, just an incredible amount of tension. Because, like, not only, like, the match situation, you know, it's, like, both characters, you know, are kind of down at, at the end, and, you know, you're kind of like, oh, my God, you know, like, do something so I could, you know... Win, but it's like there's also like kind of like that meta tension. I guess I don't know. That, yeah. There's a new term, but you know it's like I mean these guys are both in a, in a tournament with you know hundreds and thousands of people watching. Not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds or thousands of people watching. And you know it's like there. I I I, I don't I don't know if it was like winners bracket or, or losers bracket, but if it was the mm. losers bracket, like I mean both of these people's you know tournament lives are on the line, and you know like this is like the last Evo like until the next year. So it's yeah. like I mean, there, there's just an incredible amount uh, at stake in the match. Well, and you know, so, 
something that just came to mind that's that it's not it's not more relevant but it it's more recent that's a better way of putting it mm-hmm. is uh you'll appreciate this the uh <laughs> the first the first set of grand finals of uh Marvel vs Capcom 3 Viscant versus uh PR Balrog oh, yeah. that that is just so that's wait, insane. are you talking about the I, I don't even know how to, like the Tron thing? Yeah, the, yeah. That that's just YouTube that too. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like I I think I remember enough of it to to kind of describe it, but you know, it, it's mm-hmm. like basically okay, so Viscant, you know, he he's the eventual winner. I'd probably just spoil the, the tension. Anyway, but uh, uh, I know. But basically he's he's playing this uh, character called Phoenix and you know, Jean Grey from the comics, but, you know, basically it's like when you kill her and she has five meters, she turns into Dark Phoenix, which is like this incredibly, ridiculously overpowered, basically it's like you have to do all this stuff to unlock her, basically, and it's like your reward for that is like getting this incredibly powerful character, which he had at the time, and he's going up against, uh, you know, this this guy, uh, uh, PR Balrog, who's playing this character Tron, Tronbon from a uh, you know Mega Man Legends, and she's not the strongest character in the game, but you know basically there's a point where it's you know like um, I I guess it was like he he was afraid to like teleport in because like Tron could have grabbed or thrown out a move and then easily comboed in because she has stuff that like hits behind her because she's She's pretty dumb. Um, but, you know, it basically, so it's like he's, you know, everyone's kind of, like, backing off. You know, uh, Viscan, he, you know, he super jumps, so he's, like, high up in the air. And so he's coming down, just, like, afraid to hit any kind of button. And that gives uh, PR Rog the the chance to kind of get underneath her. And then as soon as uh, Viscan lands, he does a level 3 grab. You know, because he was afraid to do anything, because he was afraid to head out a button, you know, he kind of did the, the counter to that, which was a, a grab, uh, especially a super grab, you know, a level three. But, you know, basically he did that and, uh, you know, won the won the match and won the set because of that. So, and, you know, yeah, like, that it, itself, it really like, crazy. led to, like, all kinds of, you know, tension uh, beyond that because, like, you know, it, like, okay, so, like, Viscant had won uh, winner's finals, so it, it's, it was, like... These tournaments are basically double elimination, so it was like, you know, when Grand Final starts, one person's coming from the winner's bracket, one person's coming from the loser's bracket. The person coming from the loser's bracket has to win two consecutive sets, whereas the person coming from winners only has to win one. So it was like, basically, that was like a a reset, you know, it's like a Mm -hmm. PR Rog had won the first set. So it was like, oh my god, you know, now it's like... You know, is is this going to win two sets? Is there going to be that complete uh, reversal? Is there going to be... You know, like a, a huge upset going on here. So, you know, it's like the players are nervous. The, you know, it's, it's looking like there's a momentum swing. And, you know, it, it was just really crazy. Yeah, you know, the 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 biggest takeaway that you have to remember from those two moments that we were talking about, you know, fighting game-wise, is they weren't the last match in that set. Like, they, they had to continue going. Right. So it's like, it's very much like, you know, like totally like oh my god like i just got destroyed you know it's like by the, one of the craziest things in the world and like you have to recover right from that, oh yeah or oh, you're yeah. just done right and you know Viscant was able to recover mm-hmm. from like this crazy much to his credit play. i didn't think he'd be able to but he, but yeah. he did justin wasn't right but, you yeah. know oh justin isn't as good at that game as daigo was either to be fair right. but yeah i mean it's you know it 
the tension, you know, in a set especially is like, you know, the the strongest competitors can just, you know, shake it off. Like it's like a closer in baseball. It's just like, right. yeah, I blew the last game. Yeah. You know, forget about it. Just keep going. It's like you have to have amnesia to. Yep, very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but yeah, that that's those two. You know, are very much uh, fighting game examples that immediately come to mind that are pretty obvious. Yeah, and, and so. you know, I just I mean, just to touch real quickly on like a, a sports example. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like I mean, a lot of tension comes from you know what you have invested. Uh, you know, and, and like also the amount of time, uh, you know, kind of committed to something. So it's, it's like if you're, uh, again, like the exact same situation, you know, like early in a season, you know, like same score and, and whatnot. It's very different from something late in the season where like you're in the middle of like a, a playoff run. You know, it's, it's like there's, there's so much more at stake. You've spent so much more time. You know, you have so much more time invested in, in what you're doing in the the season and what you're what you're going for. Um, you know, so it's you know, I, I mean, these kinds of things like they they happen like all through in all walks of life. You know, not just entertainment, but you know, sports and and all that. A relevant example, you know, considering what day and stuff we're recording, like the Astros and Angels are playing for first place in the the division that they both share. And, you know, these games mean more, you know, there's more, like, I'm an Astros fan all my life, and, you know, these games are much more tense, and I care much more about the outcome of these games than I did, you know, a month into the season. Yeah, just yeah. Because they more and, and also, like, um, you know, it, it's like one of the things that, you know, like baseball and, and other sports have done to kind of create more tension, uh, you know, kind of like the later in the season. It's like add more playoff spots, which means mm-hmm. that, like, more more teams are, are – uh, yeah, you know, kind of vying for for spots. Whereas, like you know, when when there were fewer fewer spots available, you know, it's like that that means that more teams were more prone to you know give up and throw in the towel and and actually you know like actually be mathematically eliminated earlier. So you know, this this kind of keeps more more teams in the race, which you know adds more more drama and tension. And yeah, you know, it's just yeah. it's better overall. Yep, it's a better you know product for the in you know the customer consumer. Mm-hmm. Want to say so. Which is what it's all about. That's right. Money. Gotta get that paper. (laughs) So, as I mentioned in the intro, I have since checked the game out. Probably a little bit too much, but you know what? I'm having a lot of fun with it. I can definitely confirm everything he had to say. Please get rid of Nova Blizzard, please! But all in all, it's a very tense game. It's very fun, very strategic, and I encourage people to check it out. It is free, so what do you have to lose? Anyway, the music is from Heroes of the Storm, obviously, because that's what we're talking about. Anyway, if you have any comments or questions on this week's episode, go ahead and leave those on our YouTube channel. Really need to get a Facebook page for this thing set up at some point, but anyway, until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.